It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Defense, that's the name of the game. The Raiders need more of it. The NFL draft is coming up. And in this segment of Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard on the radio on The Bet in Las Vegas, we're going to talk cornerbacks and safeties, positions of need on this Raiders roster. Your hosts here, Scott Branson, along with Mo Moten. We are going to jump into this and get right to the heart of the matter. And Mo, I mean, there's no question the Raiders need help at cornerback. They need help at safety. We're going to start with the cornerbacks because I was talking to somebody on Twitter the other day. He was like, well, I'm not really impressed with the cornerbacks in this draft. And I was like, what? This is probably the best cornerback draft in a decade, really, when you go all the way through. And we're not going to touch on all of them, obviously, because we don't have the time to do it. But it is a deep draft, Mo. So you're not only going to be able to get impact guys in round one and round two, but going into rounds three and round four, you can find guys, too, that can make noise in the league and perhaps play themselves into a starting position on an NFL squad. I think as many as four or five cornerbacks can go in the first round this year. Yeah. And that sounds like a lot, but I think a handful could go in that on that day one. Simply because you got to remember the wide receiver market exploded last year. So what do you do to counteract, you know, explosion of wide receivers and wide receivers getting paid and wide receivers becoming a more important part of the offense now called a premium position. You got to get guys to cover them. So cornerback is going to be a really important spot really important position this year's draft. I think a lot of teams are going to try to dip into the quarter, cornerback market and double dip. I think the Raiders should double dip into the Absolutely. cornerback pool. I think they should draft one on round one or two and then circle back in round four or five and draft another high upside guy. But we'll get into the top guys today. I, if you watch my live on Monday, you already know one of the guys or two of the guys that I like. Oh, yeah. And he actually ran, I believe, a four four two on Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Devin Witherspoon. I think the Raiders, my, he's my number one, too. I got him. I absolutely. He's, he's my number one. one. And I think the only knock against him is people will say, well, he's not the prototypical size because he's about six feet, about 181. Yeah. But you got to remember, these guys are in their early 20s. They're, they're going to hit the NFL weight room. They're going to oh. put on weight. They're going to put on yeah. some size. So I'm not really worried about his, his frame right now. Yeah, they get that money, too, and they're going to be eating better. So better protein, everything, you name it. But let's look at what you look at Devin Witherspoon and you think about it. You talked about he's not that big size that that the NFL really looks for today, Uh, but he is an absolute beast, Mo. You think about it. um, He's what to me, if you look at how he's performed and some of these numbers are eye popping, he's probably the best cornerback prospect, I think, in six to 10 years. In fact, if you look at it, you look at what he was able to do last year, targeted 63 times, yielded just 22 catches, had three interceptions, 14 pass breakups. He held quarterbacks to a 25 passer rating. That's the same as if they spiked the ball on every play. Okay, so just to show you what a beast he is and what a player he is. Whatever size he doesn't have, it doesn't matter because with his ability and his ball skills, he's able to get the job done. 
The other thing is, and I know this is not a big part of playing the cornerback position, but he could tackle very well. And I mentioned yes. this on my live on Monday is that the Rams have had issues, continuous issues with tackling. Angles, yeah. poor angles, whiffing on tackles. Just put on a just put on a game and watch Jonathan Abram and a couple of guys in the secondary over the past few years, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But Devin Weatherspoon, his issue again is is not issue, but the only knock against him is frame. He can tackle, he can cover, he he can play well in man or zone match coverage. So I, I think as far as an all around complete player, I think he's worth. He's gonna be. I think he's definitely gonna be a top ten pick. It's just a matter yes. of who he goes to. And I think other than the Raiders, I think the Eagles would be interested in him because Darius Slay getting up there in age, James Bradbury getting up there in age. They may want a young number one cornerback, and I think I think Witherspoon could fit the bill there very early because people are, didn't talk about him a lot because he kind of came on his this past year. This past year he doesn't yeah. have the name brands of Joey Porter Jr. Right. Doesn't have the athletic profile of a Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, but he he just simply makes plays, and then you can't bet against a guy like that. Yeah, you you really can't. I mean, and remember too the remarkable thing when I was looking through all the different. Um, uh, scouting and publications on Devin Witherspoon is he played all man. He played more man coverage than any other cornerback in the top 10 coming out in the draft. So, so this guy is, is the real deal. I mean, you, you want to talk about in the AFC West where you have wide receivers, you have, you have quarterbacks and you have to really look at that. Um, the ability for him to play there is, is amazing. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that one. I know, um, I'm looking at your list because we we exchanged lists, or I should say, Mo sent me his list. I did not him send him mine. But we also have Cam Smith, who I have three behind Christian Gonzalez. But so let's talk about Cam Smith. I mean, here's another player um, that is is really somebody who can produce in the outside. He can also play in the slot. Um, he has the best, I think, pure ball skills in the draft. Yeah, I can. I'll, I'll I'll give you that, and he's very instinctful as a cornerback. Yes, he's another guy that's not gonna blow you away with his frame. I believe he's also about six feet, six foot, one eighty, one eighty something. And people want to say, "What well, what's so special about him?" I think with cornerbacks and people get caught up in the physical profile. Oh, he's got to run a four three or a four four. He's got to have six interceptions, and he's got to have this and that. He's got to have two three years of production. And Cam Smith, to me. I think people are sleeping on him because I'm starting to mm -hmm. see him in the second round in some of these mock drafts. And I, and I remember coming into this offseason, he was mocked mostly in the first round, a top 20, 25 pick. And now I'm seeing him slip a little bit. And I'm saying, if you know, don't sleep on this guy. He has the instincts. He, as you say, he has the ball production, too, over the years at South Carolina. I know South Carolina is not a powerhouse school. But I think people aren't giving Cam Smith his just due. I think part of it, again, is that physical profile. He's he's not someone who lit it up at the combine. He's not 6'2", 200 pounds, no. like, like a Christian, again, like a Christian Gonzalez. People are fawning over, and I'm not trying to down Christian. I don't want people to listen to me and think that I'm downing or I'm tanking on Christian Gonzalez. But I think people fall too much in love with the physicals. People fall too much in love with the combine numbers, and they start to push guys who aren't these physical specimens down on the board and uplift these guys who lit it up at the combine like Christian Gonzalez would, or did, I should say. So, again, yeah. I, I'm not down on Christian Gonzalez. I'm just a lot higher on Cam Smith than a lot of other people. Well, and we'll talk about Christian Gonzalez next because um, I, want, I want to mention that. But to your point about Cam Smith, he's not the guy who's going to, wow, look at this athleticism. But he just gets it done. I mean, you watch the film, 
This, and, and you're right. The fact that he might be dipping in some areas, this is a guy, like, if he falls and I'm the Raiders, I'm grabbing him because he is a dog. He is an alpha male, too. He's a guy who works his tail off. And, again, his football skills are remarkable. Again, he's not going to wow you. He's not the guy at the combine who's going to create a bunch of buzz, uh, but he is good, and I talked about his ball skills. I think he's just phenomenal at that as well. And and versatility, and we talk about versatility and I know you're saying you're not down on Christian Gonzalez, but I think that's one of his best attributes when you look at Gonzalez. He's great in coverage. He's versatile. He can excel in his own scheme even, even though he didn't have to play it that much in Oregon. Uh, he can play press man as well. What is it with Christian Gonzalez? I mean, he's been hyped up, so I get it. He might be a little overvalued for what he is, but he's got that size. He's kind of just the it guy right now. But Mo, his skill set, I think, is going to translate well into the NFL, where now you're seeing not only safeties, but also cornerbacks having to play a more versatile role in the defensive backfield. He He's the athletic 6'2", 200-pound cornerback yeah. that a lot of people are fawning over because he has the physical tools. As you say, he's versatile. He could play in zoning man. So you can move him around if you need to. I, I don't think he'll need to in the Raiders scheme because the Raiders just need a they need a lead boundary cover man. And that's where they would stick him if they were to draft him at seven. So again, I'm not saying Christian Gonzalez is not going to be a, a good NFL player, but I think people are knocking like a guy like Devin Witherspoon for having one standout year in college. Well, Christian Gonzalez only really had one standout year in college. Absolutely. No, he had his foot. Not, it was a great standout year four interceptions this past season at Oregon. But before that, he didn't have any picks before that. Right. So it's not like, I I don't think the, the, the the levels between Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon or Gonzalez is way up here and Weatherspoon is way down here. I, I just think it's a matter of what you're looking for. If you're looking for that physical specimen, then yeah, you're going to lean Gonzalez. But if you're looking for, I think, versatility, instincts, ball production, all wrapped in one with some with some good run defense. I know run de- again, run defense is not an important thing for a cornerback, but you want your cornerback to be able to tackle because wide receiver catches the ball, you got to be able to bring them down. That's the other thing. You don't want to let you don't want to allow yards after the catch. Yep. And that's where I think tackling, I think people overlook tackling because if you have a cornerback who's afraid to tackle or can't tackle, and I'm not saying that's Christian Gonzalez, you're going to give up a lot of yards after the catch, and you're not going to have that problem with Devin Weatherspoon. Well, and quickly, the, the one other guy, too, that you mentioned, uh, you mentioned him earlier, he's on your list, uh, is Joey Porter. Joey Porter was really a guy high on a lot of lists. He seems to have fallen off a little bit. Why, why yeah. is that, and why is he a guy that perhaps Raider fans should get excited about should should the Raiders make him as a choice? I think a lot of people are worried about Joey Porter's hands. They say he could be handsy, but I think that's a common theme with a lot of cornerbacks in this mm-hmm. draft. Witherspoon could be handsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzalez could be could, could be grabby at times. I, I think people worry with Joey Porter that he could be too physical to a point where the things that weren't called in college are going to get called in the NFL and he's going to rack up a bunch of penalties and that's a problem on the outside because, you know, defensive pass interference is a big, huge penalty. You can give up 40, 50 yards just, just being too handsy downfield. So I think that's the worry with Joey Porter. I wouldn't worry so much about it simply because I think he'll adjust well in the NFL level. He, one, he has the bloodlines. Obviously, his dad played linebacker. I know he's very physical, and, that's again, that's what people worry about with his hands. But I think he'll be able to adjust very, very well because he's a smart football player. Beyond that, people are always going to say press man coverage, physical guy, but he's also a smart, high IQ football player, and I yeah. think he'll he'll get it once he gets to the pro level. Agree with you on that one. And I'm going to give you one surprise. You ready for this, Mo? A kid that I really like. He needs a little work. 
But if he's there um, and the Raiders can get him later on, I would. And that is Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. You talk about a freak of nature. Uh, 6'2", 215, 4'3", speed. Now, struggles a little bit with the deep ball, which concerns me. But I think that size, uh, he's going to fall quite a bit in the draft. Um, he was ranked a little higher. But but he is a guy that, that I really like and that I think some, that you should keep an eye on because if he's there and available later on and falls precipitously like a lot of people think he would, I might take a risk on him. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ringo is an interesting case because coming into the offseason, he was a first. He was projected a first. Absolutely. People, and I think it's because people were very high on that Georgia defense and they expected, <laughs> you know, any name brand guy from that Georgia defense is going first round. And then when he started to dig into the film and started to look at some of the warts he had in his game, as you mentioned, the, the deep ball, then they're like, oh, maybe he's a second rounder. But I think there was another report, and I don't want to spread rumors, but there was another report out there saying that, you know, there were questions about is he coachable. And I, mm. I didn't I didn't pick that up from anywhere else. Uh, you know, you see and hear a bunch of things about prospects because teams may want a certain guy to fall. Yes. I didn't see or I haven't heard any consistency with issues with him in coaching. So if you've heard that, I would dismiss it unless you hear from some of the, the big time reporters out there. Absolutely. All right. So there's cornerback. We're going to switch quickly to safety. Again, a much more shallow pool for safety. And on your list, Mo, you had one, you and I had one guy in common, uh, and that was Jamie Robinson. Of course, Jamie Robinson uh, out of Florida State. Um, I, I like this guy because he's able to rush the passer, right? So he's, he's versatile, aggressive, and disruptive. So I think on a day two, Jamie Robinson is, is a perfect fit for that Raider defense. I like Jamie Robinson because I think he could do a lot of what Xavier McKinney did Mm. under Patrick Graham when, in New York. Now, Jamie Robinson isn't as big as Xavier McKinney. I'm not no. saying they're the same in size, but I'm saying what their responsibilities and what they can do with the versatility, play both safety positions and in the slot. You need a player like that on the back end. That's your glue guy. Jamie Robinson isn't going to go in the first round. Jamie Robinson is probably going to go late second, early third. Right. You know, so he's not the guy that you're, you're, you're drafting and saying, oh, that's an all-pro player. But I think he's the, he's the type of glue guy that you need in your secondary to plug holes wherever you need him. So if Nate Hobbs is playing on the outside, you stick Jamie Robinson into the slot. If a guy goes down at safety, either safety position, he could start at either safety position. He can line up in the box. I know he's a bit small, under six feet, about 190-something. But I think, again, once you get into the NFL facilities, you're going to bulk up. And it's about it's not so much about play strength as it – it's not so much about size as it is about play strength. You could be 5'11 and 195 and play a lot bigger than your size. You hear that about so many players, especially at the safety position. I think Absolutely. Jamie Robinson is one of those guys. All right, so let's get to – I'm going to go to one guy on your list that's not on mine, and we'll get to a couple because I have two guys that are pretty well talked about. You have some guys that are not um, or maybe not getting all the love that they should. Jordan Battle. Talk about Jordan Battle, why you have him on your list of three guys here the Raiders should consider. <laughs> 
I think the Rams are going to draft one of those Bama safeties, either Jordan Battle <laughs> or, or Branch. One of those guys Branch, is going to yep. be a Raider. I just I just have a feeling that one of the, they're going to draft one of those guys. And if I were to pick one of them, I would go with Jordan Battle because he's a bigger safety, about six feet over 200. Uh, Brian Branch is a smaller safety. So just to have that physical athlete on the back end, I think the Raiders need that. Um, just to complement what they have in Trayvon Merrick back there and Marcus Seps, who I think is going to be the third safety. But I think with Battle, he could be your box slot guy. So if you mm. don't draft the Jamie Robinson, who could play all these positions, then you can you could draft Battle, and then he could play in the box, line up close to the line of scrimmage, or you can play in a slot and matchup. Now he, I think he needs to use his size a little bit more because he is a bigger he is a bigger safety, and I think yes. for his size, he should be a little he could be a little more physical. But if you bring that out of him be a complete player on the back end right and I had Brian Branch on my list as does everybody because he's going to go very high in the draft but he's a pure high or split field uh safety right so so you talk about some of the differences there and I can see the differences because Brian Branch reminds me more of like a Minka Fitzpatrick right uh that kind of player he remind actually reminds me a lot of him I think uh, on that so so we'll have to see the other guy I had too that you didn't have and then we'll get to your your final selection there, which is Sidney Brown from Illinois. If you're going to take Witherspoon, why not take Brown? Now, he's a single high guy, right? He's a single high animal. He plays cover one, cover three last year a lot. Um, what do you think of of Brown and making it just an all-Illinois backfield? He's an interesting study because he has the ball production. I believe he has six interceptions this past season. But he played almost primarily in the box. He did so play he's in the a, box, yeah. He was a cover guy. Who played primarily in the box. So I'm wondering if the Rays would have drafted him, it, he could be a matchup guy against tight ends and, run, and running backs, Travis or Kelsey would they play him, or would they pay, play him at the D safety position, even though yeah. he played mostly in the box on the collegiate level? So I think you have to find out where does he fit in this defense because the weird thing is, and I know I don't want to talk about Marcus Epps too much, but Marcus Epps struggled in man coverage and he played mostly deep safety. Yeah. So if you're drafting, if you're raising, you're drafting a safety, I would want a guy who's better at coverage, mm. but maybe can play that D safety role over Marcus Epps. So right. I, I, Sidney Brown maybe could be that guy, but it's, again, he's an interesting study because he primarily lined up in the box yeah. in college. So He did. All right, the last guy you had on your list for safety was J.L. Skinner. Mm. And I had him there because I think he could possibly fall to the third, fourth round because he, he I believe he suffered a pec injury. I believe he tore his pec and uh, couldn't perform the way he wanted to this offseason or showcase himself the way he wanted to this offseason. So I think he could slip a little bit, but he's about a six. He's about six, four, two and change. Again, <laughs> this is goes back to my point about Huge. why I would draft battles because I want I want a bigger safety back there simply because. Merrick, we, we Trayvon Merrick, we talked about his issues in coverage, but he also struggled to tackle. He did. He so, didn't wrap up. No, he didn't wrap up. So, so there were instances where he was just a liability across the board. And I think you you want to if if Merrick doesn't take the step that we think he could take in his third year, you want a physical athletic safety in the back end. I think JL Skinner could be that guy. Skinner's a beast, man. He does not. I mean, he even when beat, he will he'll bring the guy down. He'll tackle him and 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 wraps up really, really well, which, you know, for young players, sometimes you see that might be the weakness, right? But in this case, mm -hmm. Skinner is one of those guys who, who you don't have to worry about that. So that's good. All right. So there's your first view of cornerback and safety, two positions the Raiders got to consider. We gave you some names to consider there. You can go look them up, check them out. Uh, we hope you appreciated that one. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, Mo and I are going to get to your questions. That's right. It's time 
for the Raider Nation mailbag here on Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast heard also on the bet in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere.